Hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Well, he's one of the most talented musicians on planet Earth, and he's also a member of the Southern Gospel Music Hall of Fame. Tim Surratt joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. How are you? I'm hearing voices, man. Is that normal? (laughs) I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. So many places we could go with you. I guess I want to start with the Southern Gospel. That's where you cut your teeth. Uh, Although you're known for the stuff now with Balsam Range, that's got a huge place in your heart. Talk a little bit about that Southern Gospel music, where it came from, and why it's still so important. Well, I um, I always found myself around a lot of music growing up. Uh, My dad taught me some chords on the guitar when I was seven or eight, and I plunked around for a while. And when I was about 11, uh, some local folks in in a little church uh, East Canton Baptist Church in Canton, North Carolina, where I'm from. Um, my best buddy in school, elementary school, well, his mom and her family, that was they, they had a gospel group out of that church, and they were really good. I didn't realize at the time how good they were, but um, they let me tag along and stuck a guitar in my hands, and I played guitar for them for a couple of years. And um, <clears throat> I, Then I decided I was going to play the bass, and uh, I got one. Uh, my dad got me one, and... Uh, the first, um, well, I played bass for the local black church uh, for a year or so, and then a, a local gospel quartet that did some trap. They've kind of, I would what you call an opening act level gospel quartet. Man, we, I was still in high school, senior in high school, and we, I was, you know, skipped my prom to go to Detroit and play and open for the Kingsmen and cathedrals, you know. So, I got into that. I was always around that gospel stuff, along with the bluegrass, and my dad was a good country singer, like Marty Robbins, Ray Price, country. But I just kept sailing through the gospel world. I loved that stuff. Ended up playing for a gentleman named Squire Parsons who wrote uh, Beulah Land and tons of other great, great songs. And he was kind of a hero of mine anyway. And uh, and he had come through the Kingsman Quartet prior to going on his own. And uh, I did the other thing. I, I, I went from Squire and then got the call from the Kingsman. I was playing on a lot of their records in the studio and, and spent 10 years on the road with the Kingsman. And... Uh, Still have tons of friends, probably some that'll that I'll see tonight. Um, from those days with the Kingsmen traveling all over the country and Canada and around. His is the voice of Tim Surrity joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. You mentioned that you traveled really all over the country, a little bit all over the world with the Kingsmen. Mm-hmm. So many people when they start either making money or having it be a vocation in music their faith relationship can kind of begin to crumble. Was that an issue, or did singing that gospel music every night somehow make it tighter for you? It made it tighter for me. I mean, I'm not to say that I didn't uh, foul up a lot of stuff, which I did, but, uh, but yeah, there was always a, uh, a connection, a pull, a, uh, you know, when things got right, you could tell it and feel it, and um, that's something you never want to get away from. Uh, even in the bluegrass world, I can sing some of those songs and and feel that same movement on it, and uh, it's a wonderful thing. So yeah, it's it's a hard world. Back in those days, this we're talking 1980s when I started traveling full time, and it was such a still a, a vital force of music, of a, a genre of music. The gospel was, and uh, <clears throat> uh, it was it, it drew huge crowds and and all that kind of stuff. So not that you were mainstream by any stretch, but it was a there's definitely you have to fight even in that little world a celebrity factor and kind of keep yourself tamped down and remind me you know Squire Parsons used to say boys I don't care how good we sing and how good we rehearse it up if the Lord takes his hand off it's dust by daylight <laughs> Hearing Voices with Scott Watson is available 24 hours a day seven days a week 
at whtc.com. We're also on Apple, Google, Spotify, and anywhere you access high-quality entertainment. We visit this morning with Tim Surt. He is a member of the Gospel Music Hall of Fame. He is also that guy down there on the right-hand side for one of the best bands in bluegrass music, Balsam Range, singing and playing that bass. Is it still fun being on the road playing music? Yes and no. I'll tell you, the, the COVID shutdown, um, for, especially for some of us been on the road for 40-plus years, we got used to being home. So um, I, I still I do, I do enjoy the interaction with the crowd when the music's right, the the guys, the traveling, that kind of stuff. But now the flying and the <laughs> all that kind of stuff, not so much. It used to, I'd be st- sitting in the front of the bus right next to the driver. Where are we now? Where are we going? What are we doing? Now I'm like, man, I miss that little hilltop in North Carolina. <laughs> in addition to playing with Balsam Range, you've got a radio show that really has become a fan favorite. Talk a little bit about how that started and that thing took off like nuts it has it really has and i'm very grateful for that during the again the pandemic shutdown i got to missing the um the interaction i guess you might say with the band guys and the people and the friends like yourself and just the interaction of people on the road and the music and uh i i had reconnected with a dear friend uh in my hometown her father we went to school together her father had owned the little I don't know what, 5,000-watt radio station maybe, um, since 1978. Mm-hmm. So um, I knew them, and they had. she had brought her dad, who was getting older now. She had brought him to hear us play one night in our hometown. We did a Labor Day thing, and there's you know, eight or 10,000 people out there. And I talked about how great it was to grow up in our little hometown and listen to that little radio station, and, and I didn't even know they were there. So we kind of reconnected and had a good visit and all that. Well, during the pandemic, I came home one day and it just crossed. I thought, what can I do? What can I do? And it it just powered right into my mind. I thought, you know what? I ought to call Terrell at the radio station. I said, I don't know how to do a radio show. I have no experience with it whatsoever. And she said, when do you want to start? She said, you want to start Monday? And I said, no, give me me a day or two to kind of figure out what we're even talking about. So 10 days later, I went on the air and um, doing two hours, two nights a week because we weren't traveling at all, at all. And um, it, it, uh, we started out with 100 or 200 people. Uh, the, the cool thing about my little hometown radio station is, yes, it's a little podunk small-town radio station from, you know, city limit sign to city limit sign. But when uh, his daughter, uh, Terrell, my friend, when she came back into town to help her dad, she kind of modernized it in a way, and she took it. FM was the first step, and then she um, they do an app and all that and website and streaming online is what I'm trying to say. So we went from 300 to two years. We celebrated our anniversary second week of August, and now we're uh, we're averaging 24,000, five, six, 800 every Monday and Wednesday night on the digital side. Who knows how many is listening on the radio itself, but completely out of hand on us. We're like dogs chasing cars now. We've got to figure out what to do now that we've caught it, you know. <laughs> but there's a lot of great things happening with it, and it's it's uh, it's a wonderful thing. The station's literally a quarter mile from my house. So, you know, I I enjoy I, I get to play whatever I want. She's never, or they, or anybody's ever said, no, don't, you can't play this, or you should play that. It's just I play, I play bluegrass. I play classic country. I mean the classic stuff. Again, Marty Robbins, Ray Price, Merle Haggard, um, 
Uh, and and I play a lot of gospel music, uh, the, the especially the Jubilee era. I call it. You know, the people our age that grew up watching the old gospel singing Jubilee, the the Kingsmen, the Inspirations, Cathedrals, Florida Boys, Hensons, Happy Goodmans, Statesmen, Blackwoods, that kind of stuff. That I think people there's still a market for, and it's proven to be true. A couple of guys proving that radio is really not that hard, and he's one of the nicest guys you would ever want to meet. Tim Surratt, thanks so much for taking time today, and thanks for the visit on Hearing Voices. I appreciate it, Scott. Thank you for having me.